Welcome everyone to episode 7 of the Empowerment Minutes podcast. This is Maureen Quende, your podcast host, learning leader, researcher, speaker, and leadership coach. I am super excited to introduce to you today my mentor, the inspiring Dr. Sue Evers, who's on the show today. I'm like so excited to have her join me on the show. Sue is a wonder woman. I mean, seriously, she is. She does a lot. She's a CEO and founder of Change by Design, a successful instructional design entrepreneur. She's a faculty at Florida State University in the instructional design program. She's a thought leader. She's a keynote speaker. I mean, she, she's just so amazing. Our chat today will focus on the value of performance improvement skills in our learning and development field. So I have known Sue for so many years, like since 2009. And I just want to just give you a, a brief you know, idea of how, you know, how this whole thing came about. So I had relocated from the UK and I was looking for an ATD chapter to join. So at the time it was called ASTD. So I attended an ASTD uh, Tallahassee, Florida chapter event. Then I met Sue who at the time was the ASTD chapter president. And we had a great connection and little did, did Sue know that she was gonna become my mentor. And that's how I find actually found myself in the instructional design field. So thank you, Sue, for being an incredible mentor. They always say that every coach needs a coach. And uh, thank you for being a coach to me. So Maureen, that means you. so much. That means so much to me. I, oh. I, I'm thrilled to see you and I'm thrilled to talk with you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So first of all, congratulations on your 13th anniversary as a learning and development entrepreneur. So when I even look at the data online, uh, which informs us that 20% of many startup companies fail after the first year, and by the second year, 30% fail, and by the fifth year, 50% fail, but there you are going strong and thriving 13 years and counting. That's really an incredible success. I mean, what's the story of Change by Design to? How did you do it? Can you share with us? Thank you for asking, Maureen. Um, I smile because it was really mostly just hard work and determination and not giving up. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, I, I, my, my story starts a little bit before because in 1990, I was really ill and I had a very extended illness. And part of the way I climbed out of it was to go back to school. And I had a plan and I went on for my master's and then my PhD, but I also, I was working three jobs, but still needed student loans to take care of my kids. So when I graduated, I had all these student loans and um, knew that the only viable way forward was to have my own business and work right. really hard and produ produce good products for people. Um, so, so I did that, not knowing that six months after I established my company, the bottom of the world mm -hmm. economy dropped out. And, um, and I found out how hard it was to be an entrepreneur. And it was precisely for those reasons that I got involved in ASTD, um, ATD. And, um, and, and I, I needed to meet people. I needed to get to know people. And, and that was a way that I used so that I could get out and, and get the word out about you know, the awesome services that I could provide. I, I had a big ego back then. <laughs> <laughs> but but over time, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate to work with um, several of the GEs, GE Energy, GE Transportation, 
um, GE Healthcare, um, Mars Corporation, um, Volvo Trucks, uh, AT&T. I've been really fortunate to work in the corporate space, but I've also been fortunate to work in federal and state government, mm -hmm. as well as um, uh, national and state level nonprofits. So I've had a real great span of experience and, and that was awesome. But then I found that, you know, you can only do so much during the day, Maureen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can so stay true. up all, yeah, you can stay <laughs> up all day and all night. But, but, but I, I found that it was time for me to start bringing in work for my team. So I continued to do consulting but I also started bringing in work for my team. So I tried to lower my consulting, which wasn't too successful for a while. And I started bringing in work for my team and that worked for a few years. And then I started feeling like I was a manufacturer. You know, let me make a widget. I'm gonna do this widget and then this widget and then this widget. And, and I got real tired of that grind. And I decided that I would, instead of doing a lot of consulting work and I only do a little bit that sounded like fun, but I would focus on bringing in work for my team. So now we're in like stage three of change by design where um, I have a goal to make this company a big company in the, in the learning design and performance improvement space. And, mm -hmm. and uh, this year is the first year and it's already looking really good. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Wow. Thanks for sharing with us. And, and I believe we have many of our listeners out there who are thinking, you know, to venture in the business space and, uh, you know, they're like, maybe they can't even do it. But, you know, your story is encouraging everyone to say it doesn't matter if the economy is bad, if it doesn't matter if other things are going on, you just have to keep going, keep fighting. And uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to have to you know, believe that you can do it. You did it. And so I'm encouraging anyone out there who's starting in this journey or who might even be thinking of giving up to just stay on and um, be positive. So thank you so much. I, Maureen, I have to say, I so agree with that. And I just, I just want to say, you have to believe that you can do this and you have to believe that eventually it will work out. Um, and, um, and, you know, I, 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 I believe in God and God has been a guide for me. I have had faith in God, but I have had to work myself to the bone a lot of times. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it, it takes a lot of work, but, um, you know, here we are 13 and a half years later and it's doing really well. That's right. I mean, I'm going to be still hopefully be here when we're celebrating, you know, 30 years in, in counting. So I'm wishing you the greatest success ever. And I know you know, your dreams are going to come through because I know you're a fighter. So thank you. Fighting. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. So I've known you for, 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 I mean, for all this while. And one thing I know that you care so much for is performance improvement. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and that's what we're going to focus today on. Like, so can you talk about performance improvement, what it is in our field and how it does impact our field? Sure. Um, it's, Thank you for asking. Uh, performance improvement is the glue that holds my instructional design work together. Mm -hmm. Performance improvement is the uh, all of the processes and theories and models and strategies around making sure that within any kind of organization or system that everything is aligned uh, from the bottom to the top with the results mm -hmm. that you want to achieve. And performance improvement enables you to um, 
look at problems and solve them, organizational problems and solve them. It includes some quality assurance. Mm -hmm. um, it also includes problem solving and strategic planning and strategic thinking and as, as well as tactical thinking. It's a, it's a real big, it's, it's a big skill set. And instructional mm -hmm. design is actually um, a subset of performance improvement and it's mm -hmm. improving the performance of your workforce. But performance improvement, the overarching structure is to it, to look at all aspects of an organization, identify where there are challenges, mm -hmm. address those gaps, and, and again, work to make sure that everything the organization does and delivers is aligned. That's wonderful. So what do you think are some of the performance improvement skills that are applicable to our field? That's another great question. I think, I think thinking in system terms is very important. I, it's absolutely essential for me. It's the ability to scope out the system that surrounds, if you're doing instructional design, scope out the system that surrounds that workforce development mm -hmm. um, initiative and see what are the other things that are happening that might impact your instructional design and your and the people taking the training. Are they gonna be able to do this training at the end of it or, mm -hmm. or not? Maybe something in the system, maybe they've, they've gotten amazing training and then they go to work and they can't do their jobs because of something involved in the system and the organization that mm -hmm. prevents them from being effective. So system thinking is important. But there are a few other things. Um, I, I studied under Dr. Roger Kaufman. I was fortunate to study under him. Um, he passed away a year ago, uh, less than a year ago, actually. Um, but I learned from Roger needs assessment. He was the father of needs assessment. Um, right. And, and um, learning how to look at problems in an organization um, at the at the lowest level and then at the level of producing products at the next mm -hmm. level of the organization producing outputs and then and then tagging it up to societal outcomes do all of these things line up so needs assessment and finding the gaps and results needs analysis solving mm -hmm. the problems that you find in your gap analysis change management mm -hmm. essential um, and then a couple other things, uh, job task analysis and competency modeling, I've found to be indispensable. Um, all of those, all of those tools make me, make me effective at being an instructional designer, far more effective than if I didn't have those skills. I, I definitely agree with you because it gives like the more holistic picture of the work that we do, um, you know, uh, you know, from what we're, we don't just want to deliver training, but we want to see how impactful it is, you know, in the organization that we're delivering the training for. So I think it's a great skill set for us to have that we can leverage, you know, for the work we do. So I know you have mentioned like some of the clients that you've worked with, GE, um, you know, all the big clients that you've worked with. Is, is performance improvement one of your services? Have you worked with any of them, you know, on this topic and, uh, you know, or what other services do you provide and how can our listeners find you? Great, great question. Well, first of all, my website is, uh, is changebydesign.us. Um, so just go there and you'll see my picture and you'll see um, the services that we provide. But um, 
performance improvement is indeed one of our services. I, I got in through the back door. Um, people, when I first started out, people more wanted instructional design services. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, that was where my bread and butter and the bread and butter of my team, that's, that's where that came from. It's only been in the last few years that I've been able to do specific work in performance improvement mm-hmm. without the instructional design skill set, um, with, without tagging into the instructional design part of things. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, we, we do a number of things in performance improvement, needs assessment and analysis, change management. Mm-hmm. Um, we do competency modeling and job task analysis. We do evaluation, we do assessment all of those important things that surround instructional design. And then in instructional design, we, um, we do front-end analysis. We, we, we work really hard to deliver truly effective training. Mm-hmm. And not every company is set up to do that. There's a lot of training organizations out there. Yeah, that, I agree. You, yeah, you, you know that. Um, they, they slap a training up there and, you know, and, and they say, it's good. I real quickly, I have to tell you this quick story talking, talking about working with GE, one of my onboarding trainings, compliance trainings that I took was a 30 minute training on how to be safe in a country that has civil unrest. Mm -hmm. It was a 30 minute training. It taught me in 30 minutes, how to be situationally aware, how to protect myself and mm-hmm. how to avoid being harmed. 30 minutes gave me all those skills. And I laughed at that compliance training <laughs> because it gave me nothing, but it, they checked the box and they said, okay, you know, you now will be safe in another country and it's on you. But that was, that was such a disservice to anybody who had to take that compliance training because it did not deliver the results that needed to be delivered to make me prepared in another country. And that's exactly what we don't do in Change by Design. Mm-hmm. We make sure that what we deliver are the skills and the related knowledge that a person needs to be able to do to be effective in whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's a big passion for me, Maureen. I you know, definitely I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I I have I have a very strong almost anger at people who whitewash our skill set and 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 uh, you know or, or whatever the term would be but but to just kind of gloss over it and say oh well you know I'll just put some bullet points on there you know and and maybe articulate storyline PowerPoint steroids whatever mm-hmm. that is not good training it tra- good training takes an enormous amount of understanding of the model theories and strategies that enable you to build something that a person will learn and receive and be able to do. So I'll get off my high horse now about that. But it's really, <laughs> um, yeah. what, one other thing I you asked about what my services are. Um, I also we buy we provide tailored services in a number of areas like constructing um, uh, customer service and satisfaction systems or developing um, uh, quality assurance systems. But we, I also do speaking, and um, that's that's my goal this year is to get out and be able to speak more. Yeah, I think that's great because it's an awesome opportunity to give back. Like 
since you have all this knowledge about <laughs> instructional design yeah. and in different topics on leadership. So I think it's great. Yeah. And you're a great speaker. So I know the opportunities are coming. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank it's you. wonderful so, talking with you, Roy. <laughs> it's just wonderful. You're, no. so sweet. you're so sweet. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So, you know, so people can find you on your website and they can find you on LinkedIn, right? So yes, absolutely. They can find you. Yep. And, right. and Maureen, just to let you know, I've, I've just started a newsletter. So if anybody is interested in um, getting my new newsletter, my email address is ebbers, E-B-B-E-R-S, at mm-hmm. changebydesign.us. And I'd be happy to put you on our newsletter list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're a great writer. So definitely anyone who gets on that list would definitely enjoy reading um, your news- newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I, I hope our listeners out there have learned a lot about uh, performance improvement skills and how, you know, they can uh, make a difference in our field. You know, many times people you put together training when Sometimes training might not even be the solution. Exactly. Instructional design might not be. So if you don't try to uncover the blind spots, you would probably, you know, come up with what, you know, the 30 minutes training that, you know, you, uh, you were uh, able to, 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 to listen to or, you know, go through that did not really, you know, provide or meet your, your needs. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I hope people can take time or learn a lot from this podcast. So we always wrap up our podcast with one signature question. So I'm going to ask you the question. So what does empowerment mean to you as a learning and development leader? It's a great question again. Uh, I think empowerment to me is giving people the capability to do all that they were called to do and all that they are in their best selves able to do. That's that's what empowerment is, is, is freeing people to be able to be and do all that they were meant to be able to be and do. Um, and we can do that as learning and pre- uh, development professionals. We can do that. We are that's uniquely right. qualified to do that. That's so. wonderful. We need to own it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, are, we are qualified. And, and insist upon it. With, with the people that we work with, maybe they don't quite get it at first. So <laughs> how do we get them so that they might open their minds to seeing the possibilities? I just think that's real important. That's powerful. That's really powerful. Thank you so much, Sue. Sure. So um, I know I can talk to you all day, but uh, for the sake of <laughs> this podcast, we can only do this for, for uh, so many sure. minutes. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. And I want to wish, wish you uh, the best you know, in your personal and professional journey. And I want to congratulate you again on the 13th anniversary. And I I look forward to celebrating more wins with you. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank and, you. And uh, have a good day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.